0: Hi there. Welcome to the Woman Inspired Podcast. This is Karen. I have no music today because I have technical difficulties. Well, all right. It's not necessarily me that has technical difficulties. It's my equipment and I am working on that, but it has been a battle the last few months. Um, you may have noticed I've had some weeks without it. Um, I've had some weeks with some good music, some faint music. It's just been a little bit crazy. So Pray for me, please, uh, because I I need uh, evil to get out of my technology and I need some peace in it. All right. I'm Karen. This is the Woman Inspired Podcast. So, this is me, all tuned up, but no music. All right. So, (laughs) I appreciate you being here, but just a note here from me, your hostess, for this journey. Please put your seats back, your tray tables down, grab a snack. Relax as you take a journey to understand a bit more today about our need for, ready, rest. All right, yes, rest. That's what I'm talking about today in uh, this episode, which is called Learning the R's. What does the Bible have to say about rest? And I'm going to say a little bit something about rest too. All right, I will start this episode called Learning the R's with a few pod quotes. Ready? And even if you're not, here they come. Uh, no work needed on your part, though. Just sit back and tune in. All right, I'm going to start with Matthew 11:28 through 30, which says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I love this because here Jesus is telling us, we can go to him. He has rest for us. And if we take on his burdens, <laughs> in other words, not heap a bunch of stuff on us that don't belong, that don't belong, that doesn't belong, um, things that we're not supposed to take on, we take on the burdens that he has for us. Uh, the things that he has in mind for us, his yoke, for it's easy. Because first of all, he's helping us carry whatever burden it is that we have. He's helping us along this journey. And so he's saying that we can find rest for our souls. Love it, love it. You might want to look that up. This is an NIV. Maybe you read it in a uh, version of the Bible that you have that you relate most to. It will be very similar, um, but just want to... Put that out there, Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. And here's another quote, and this was by Charles Spurgeon. Rest time is not waste time. It is economy to gather fresh strength. It is wisdom to take occasional furlough. In the long run, we shall do more by sometimes doing less. I love that. All right, I'm going to say it again. Rest time is not waste time. It is economy to gather fresh strength. It is wisdom to take occasional furlough. In the long run, we shall do more by sometimes doing less. That is just wisdom at its finest to me. All right, so I remember in grade school, um, the big saying was, we need to make sure we get our uh, three R's taught to us, reading, writing, and arithmetic. Um, Well, I've always thought, what we really needed apparently was spelling class because um we needed more than hooked on phonics because writing and arithmetic don't <laughs> start with r's <ours. laughs> but anyway <laughs> bad sound association people <laughs> but that's the kind of teaching we had i'm not saying we didn't have a poor education we did but that was the that was the quote the moniker the thing about making sure you got your 3 r's but the r's i'm talking about today are not those R's, and they aren't associated with uh, pirate jokes either. <laughs> if you were just thinking R R R, um, although since I brought it up, <laughs> here we go. What's a pirate's favorite letter? Think about it. You'd think it would be an R, but it's actually the C. <laughs> okay, yeah, I thought it was cute. All right, and where do pirates buy their bo- buy their hooks? Think about Uh, I'll give you a second. Where do pirates buy their hooks? The second hand store. All right. (laughs) If I had a drum roll, boom, that would be good. All right. Okay. Back Back to this episode. The R's I'm talking about that are not associated with pirates are, no pun intended, rest and relaxation. Those are two of them. And those are probably the more popular, commonly referred to R's. However, I'm also talking about retreat and rejuvenation. For the most part I think these all go hand in hand or since it's four things they probably need to go two per hand because it's simple yet it's a big topic. Uh, This might be a short podcast episode. I'm not sure because I never know but warning in case you have a half hour commute or a 20 minute jog this podcast may not cover that entire time frame but feel free to go back in the episode list and listen to another one after you finish this. So as I was saying, this podcast may be shorter, but it's in an, an important topic and a big topic, a topic that I am afraid much of today's culture doesn't quite grasp. Um, sure, we, we hear all kinds of things about relaxing, going on vacation, not sweating the small stuff, and in fact... You know, we have such a culturally casual attitude about so many things that I'm afraid we are creating a generation of lazy people because there's a difference between taking time to care for yourself inside and out by resting as you should, having spiritual time, physical time that you need, and being lazy, just being plain lazy. And I pray that our society starts to teach an overall message of concern and conviction for caring for ourselves rather than, um, let's throw a bunch of money at it and woohoo, anything goes. Vacation means rest and relaxation because it doesn't necessarily mean that. So that being said, if any of those four Rs are embraced the most, I believe that it has to be the relaxed part. Again, every which way we turn, we're told to relax, chill out, chillax, man go on vacation, sip a margarita, spoil yourself, you know, spend loads of money, go on a cruise, eat whatever you want, rack up those credit card bills, whatever it takes, just relax. So yes, does sound like fun here and there, but w- we are told incessantly that we're supposed to relax. But to me, not much of that list sounds relaxing at all, <laughs> I'll just be honest with you. Um I can relax sitting on the couch. I don't know about you, but I can or cuddled up with my dog or husband whichever is there first (laughs) or out on the porch swing I can relax at a concert in church hiking walking dancing things that I enjoy just really letting go of the world around me mentally and physically that that helps me to relax so here's the definition of relax to make less tense or rigid isn't that wonderful I had no idea Relax means to make less tense or rigid. Now, that's not too big of a tall order unless you're a very high strung person or under immense stress or trauma, um, which definitely happens. But on, on a regular basis, it's not too difficult for any of us to really relax. But relax and rest are two different things. I can relax while walking. I can relax and unplug while I'm dancing, but I cannot rest while doing those two things. So on an average everyday basis, relaxing is something our society here in the U.S. at least does pretty well. But resting, um, now that is a whole different beast, is it not? Because resting is defined as a bodily state of minimal function and minimal metabolic activity. That's a mouthful. Minimal function and minimal metabolic activity. In other words, you're letting your body rest. You're not burning calories. You're not staying up and being active all the time. And your body means your flesh, which includes your mind, your brain, your thoughts. All of that is flesh. Most of us can let our bodies rest uh, on the majority of our bodies, even if only in short spurts. But do you have a hard time letting your thoughts rest? Letting your brain Rest I do at times and this is one of those times for me uh, right now but I mean in this season right that I'm in right now I'm, I'm having a hard time with that my brain has been racing just to and fro left and right for months and even as I'm able to rest most of my flesh my brain doesn't seem to want to comply. Some of it's stress, diet, exercise, or lack of exercise, depending on the day, life, work, all these things, they can come into play when it it comes time to not being able to rest. And while many people do these things that help their flesh rest, um, you know, they do certain things um, like drink alcohol or take meds or supplements. I don't know, get a massage, soak in a hot tub or in a tub. A lot of people do that or they have their husband rub their feet. Hint, hint, if you're listening. Um, (laughs) It's a good idea, um, though, that even though we have these things, these things that will help us to rest, it's a good idea that we learn how to rest as we are, just by ourselves, whenever we can, whenever is viable and right for us because it's important. If our rest is solely dependent on whether or not someone else is happy with us, or if we're happy with them or if we have enough money in our bank accounts or if someone massages our feet or if we have a swig of bourbon or fill our bellies with dessert then uh-oh seriously warning time if you're not already there and you cannot rest without using something or someone else as a crutch then you have a problem it might not manifest itself right now as a problem but it will eventually because there may be times and i guarantee there will be in your life when you don't have access to someone to massage your feet or classical music or a bottle of wine, you know, or someone with strong hands to massage your shoulders. You might not have access to a hot tub or essential oils, whatever it is that you use. Definitely medication in order to get your body and brain to rest as it should. You might not have access to these things. So without rest, there is no rejuvenation either. So we need to learn how to be able to rest and rest in the Lord and rest within ourselves without assistance from other things and other people. That doesn't mean we have to do it that way all the time. I'm just saying it's really important. So again, without rest, though, there is no rejuvenation either. You see, all these R's are pretty much dependent on each other. It may vary as to what order some of them come in for you. But as for me, I can't become rejuvenated without first getting rest. And speaking of R's that are not actually ours, I can't write without having had some measure of rest, relaxation, and rejuvenation. In fact, I can't do a whole lot very well for very long if I don't have some good dose of all of these things. So on a weekly basis, I work to get some portion of these completed and into my routine uh, and made a point blank priority. And when I don't, like recently, I pay for it. And dare I say, other people probably pay for it to any people that I'm around because they might be the targeted end of my aggravation, my anger if it builds up, my, you know, maybe a sarcastic tone or me just not doing something that I'm supposed to do because I'm so exhausted. So, and then there are times when I have not done what I should do for a prolonged period, when I have not properly embraced rest, relaxation and rejuvenation, so much so that it builds up. And by it, I mean additional stress worry, anxiety, inability to think clearly, uh, weight gain, bags under my eyes and for me hair falling out. I mean when things build up uh, this is what happens. We have a physical, emotional, mental and spiritual reaction to not getting enough rest, not getting enough relaxation and rejuvenation. So yeah, for me, hair falling out, that's one of them. I will confide in you here that, yes, I have environmentally and chemically induced alopecia. It's a new diagnosis for me, but it's it's only officially new because I've known it for years. I've just been avoiding getting diagnosed with it, um, hoping it would get better and praying for healing for it. But God showed me recently that it likely can be healed, but I have to do my part and I've not been doing my part. So as I lose copious amounts of hair on my head every day, (laughs) the stress builds up and I get more stressed about that. And my need for rest, relaxation, and rejuvenation that I have not taken is kind of catapulting me in the direction towards retreat. Okay. What is retreat? So yes, we, we've all heard it, especially people in church circles, and you may heard of retreats. Um, outside of church circles. But it's typically a retreat is a two to five day mini vacation in some sense that includes an intensive spiritual uh, event that's typically put together for either just men or just women or just couples where you have a theme along with it. Some, Some set times of Bible study are incorporated and worship and fellowship and food in a place that is peaceful. That's kind of a rambling definition of what a retreat is especially a Christian retreat but above and beyond that what is actual personal retreat and what about those types of aforementioned retreats I just talked about why are they called retreats so another question isn't the word retreat used when someone during a war crisis cries retreat retreat yeah yes it is but here's why Okay, retreat is defined as an act or process of withdrawing, especially from what is difficult, dangerous, or disagreeable. So when someone cries retreat in battle, that means withdrawal. That means everyone pay attention. There is danger up ahead. It's too difficult. It's not okay for us to move forward. But they don't retreat in order to send up a white flag and surrender. They're not giving up. No, that's not the purpose of retreat. Bec- well, it's not just it's not just escaping either because the word retreat also means a place of privacy and security. So when a military unit retreats, they're heading for a place of security and privacy in order to rest, rejuvenate, reposition, plan, and figure out their next move in order to continue on with the battle, not to give up and to surrender. So isn't that what we do at an organized retreat? We get ourselves out of the difficulty out of the disagreeable times that are going on in our life and we go to a place of security and privacy in order to tackle whatever issues are weighing us down and that are keeping us from advancing or maybe even keeping us from keeping our heads and bodies in the battle ahead of us. Sometimes retreat, whether an organized spiritual retreat or a personal self-guided retreat, helps us get our thoughts, our prayers, our positioning into place where we surrender to God you know, where we're able to recognize that we are not up for the battle alone anymore, or we're not up for the battle right now that we have to retreat. We need to, to reposition and replan, but only after we have had rest and rejuvenation. So we have to give it over to God where we, this is where we realize we need to back out of the danger zone and do our part. Our part to take care, better care of ourselves inside and out in order, in order to be able to continue on like we're called to continue on. So retreat is not a negative. I'm not sure about you, but I do not like to give up <laughs> on something I'm trying to accomplish, on people, on relationships, on goals, whatever it is, because I'm kind of stubborn that way. And that can be a good thing, but sometimes it is not. There are times that God wants us to take our hands off the moment, take our minds off the matter, whatever that matter is, and focus on rest and relaxation. He wants us to be rejuvenated on a regular basis. And when we ignore that truth, we get to the point that if we don't retreat, we might internally combust. We might develop some serious emotional, spiritual, and mental strongholds as we open ourselves up to the temptation to just plain give up or give in and say yes to the world because we're exhausted instead of saying yes to a committed, steadfast, honest, and loving God and to the path that he set before us. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3 says, Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. That's, that's wonderful because when you think about it, he's encouraging us. He knows what it's like to run a race that's filled with danger. That's filled with insecurity. That's filled with harshness. This was no easy thing. We're called to have perseverance, to run with perseverance, to keep our eyes focused and fixed on Jesus. And in that he's perfecting our faith and he had joy. He knew there was joy coming when he would be seated at the right hand uh, of God at the uh, the right side of the throne of God. Um, He endured such opposition. It says, consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So this word says that he wants us to finish the race to not grow weary or, or lose heart but we cannot finish the race if we're too exhausted to even see where the race is marked out for us, can we? And and we can't finish the race if we don't even have the strength to say, God help me. And I don't know about you, but there are times I feel that way. He still hears the cry of my heart, no doubt, but sometimes I can't even utter it. It's up to us to finish the race. God will equip us to do it, but we can't give in to the temptation to just fold in to just sink under or stop in our tracks because we didn't make and take the time to do those four R's. Any marathon runner will tell you that if you have to take care, that, that you have to take care of yourself, that you have to get enough rest, take care of your body and your brain and your spirit in order to finish a race. So my question to you is, are you in that place uh, similar to where I am where you feel you might not be able to finish the race? You, maybe you forgot how to rest and prepare. I, I don't know. Have you gone and gone and gone till you are too tired to rest? Do you know what I mean? You get past the point of being tired and like it or not, your body and brain get a second wind. And a second wind you do not want at 2 a.m. in the morning, do you? And you don't want a second wind the third day of being exhausted but you get this second wind, so you're too tired. Your brain is going too much. Your adrenaline is going too much for you even to sit down and take a small rest. Are you past the point of exhaustion into the place of numbness as you go through the motions? Is it affecting your ability to be productive or to even show that you care? Is it affecting your ability to walk a straight line and perform normal tasks <laughs> like it has me? Because... I confide in you right now once again. I almost broke my toe on a french fry this week. <laughs> yes, I am so tired. <laughs> I can't see straight. I'm glad I can laugh about it, and yet I keep going through the motions we're I'm working really hard to keep up with all my daily tasks. So, as I was working to throw some not so healthy dinner in the oven, so my husband would see that I actually do know how to fix more than eggs and toast, <laughs> I dropped a bag of frozen organic. Mighty tasty sweet potato fries. I bought these because I don't have the energy to cut up the beautiful sweet potatoes from my garden right now and cook them this week. But when I dropped the bag, it hit my foot in just the wrong way. And holy smokes, I thought I broke a toe. No joke. I thought I broke a toe. Now, if you know me. I can get myself into some pretty strange and hilarious positions, but I didn't want to add to my strange situation list by having to tell the ER doctor that I broke my toe on a French fry. So, yes, folks, the great sweet potato fry incident of 2022 would have sat right up there with the great nipples frozen to the windshield of the car incident of 2012. That's another podcast. All right, so thankfully I just bruised my toe. All that being said, I want to say this. Don't wait till you have some sort of produce or cooking accident uh, (laughs) that you have to be rushed to the ER for uh, before you actually make your rest, relaxation, rejuvenation, and retreat a priority. We are called to take care of these temples that we have been blessed with. None of us are perfect at it, but you have to keep trying because this is what we're here for, um, is to be able to use who we are inside and out, including our bodies including these temples, to serve the Lord, to live out the life that he wants us to live out. And so this amazing, complex, yet simple flesh that we store our souls in um, for this portion of eternity needs regular upkeep and care. And that includes the flesh between our ears, which is our brain. So I encourage you this week to do as I'm going to do in retreat. You may not be able to do it this week or, or next week, but hopefully soon especially if you aren't getting any rest and rejuvenation. I pray that you make taking care of yourself inside and out a priority so that you can continue to run the race that's set before you. Thank you so much for tuning into the Woman Inspired Podcast. As tempted as I am right now, I would sing you a song so that we go out with music, but I won't do it. All right, you can, <laughs> you can find me now on the Edify app under Spark Media, as well as on iHeart, Podbean, Apple, Google, Audible, um, on, and on my website, womaninspired.com. Just look for the woman inspired podcast. Thank you so much and have a blessed day.